So welcome everybody to the Tell Em Sus podcast show. I just want to welcome all of our uh, listeners, those who are recently subscribed to us. I just say welcome. You all know this is a safe place. This is a conversation that we have. This is where real people have real conversation and we sometimes deal with the raw truth. I know y'all don't like it, but it is what it is. But even while doing that, we give tips, we give tactics, and we give tools. And I am so excited. I am so excited to have to the table when I listen to me I said to have to the table um this woman of God you all are going to be blessed blessed by her it is our very own I say our very own look at me sounding possessive already uh, <laughs> Crystal C Davis listen she is a renowned transformational speaker and I can't wait to hear more about that she is certified transition coach Arthur she's an MC host and ordained minister and it's funny because I could read you all of these accolades but one thing I do know for sure she is a woman that loves the Lord and she gives liberally listen her unique voice has transformed several stages sharing wisdom and encouraging with her audience with over 15 years of experience working with the government she facilitated training workshops and case management for various women from different facets of life her experience highlighted the need to encourage and impart hope in women mm, in many transition areas, including transitionals from foster care, prison, college, divorce, and motherhood. Many of us can know about that or as teenager. Um, as some who has, as someone who has had their own experience. So in other words, she's just not giving you information by way of a textbook. She's also talking about things that she's lived, things that she's gone through and how God has downloaded her information to bring hope to so many other people. And so I'm gonna tell some more about her business, which is beautiful exchange and give her an opportunity but more than anything, I just need you all to tune in because guess what? She has something to say. Welcome to the table, Miss Crystal. Welcome and thank you so much for having me at the table. My Kai, Pastor My Kai, Prophet My Kai, thank you so much. The invitation was received with love. I am excited to be here. So, oh, so, so excited to be I'm here. I'm excited to have you. I, I'm just like, wow, God, do whatever you want to do. Listen, I know I did the introduction and we do that formally, but you tell us from, from your words, tell us a little bit about Crystal because I think Crystal is amazing. I've never even met Crystal in person, but that's what I love. You don't have to know a person physically, but you can know them spiritually. Hey, and that's best to know the people that you label with by the spirit, right? So yeah. thank you, Maikai, for the introduction. Well, let me tell you a little bit more about me. I am, as you stated, the transition coach. What is that, Crystal? What does that look like? It looks like I am the one that infuses God-led strategies to help you get from your stuck to your unstuck place. What does a transformational speaker look like? It looks like someone that stands before you or sit across from you and just infuse love and hope as you said into your situation I am the one that God uses to help you see things different and to see him well in the midst of a situation I am what God has deemed the hope restorer I am one that just loves to innately offer hope to people um and if you heard my story or knew my past you'll be like how in the world do you instill hope into people but it is simply because of my past that I know how to and these are not things transition coach transformational speaker ordained minister for that matter it's not something that I chose of myself but it is simply a position and a gift from God that I um, use um, graciously in the earth and I do it with a humble heart. And so I am excited to share about the author portion of who I am, mother, wife, so many other things, but most importantly, I am an overcomer. Yeah. Oh, my, my, my. Listen, I just need to pause there for a minute because I said, tell us a little bit about yourself. And this is what I heard. You said, I am. That's I it. am. 
I am. And, and, and I'm saying that because the, the women of God that are going to listen in, the men of God that's going to listen in, so many of us have observation on what we see around us, but we, we never take the time to pause and begin to understand who we are. So when I heard that, I heard it with a, 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 a conviction. I heard it with, you don't need to convince me. I'm fully persuaded. And once again, this is not from, 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 from me making it up. This is not from a textbook. This is not from what somebody said. This is what the Lord said. Therefore, I am that. I am that I am. Yes. And, and, and I present that. And, and I say that because now I know why the Lord said, call her, you are assured and, and your voice needs to be heard. Your story needs to be shared. And I love what the Lord is doing with the Tell Them Sister podcast show. And again, we do get to have real conversations and we do want to hear about the Arthur Crystal, the mom Crystal, because it's Women's History Month. And what I love is you know, I know we, I know we have earmarked time frames, but I'm like, it's always history month for, for women, right? Because we're celebrating those who have made history, but we're also celebrating those who are writing history. Somebody's going to read about Crystal. That's right. Yeah. They so when you say you bring hope, so what are you, what are you doing right now? What is some of the things that, that you are working on are, um, so this is the woman, the womb, right? And, mm -hmm. and I was laughing because I said, God, why did you say the womb? And, and, and I'm just going to be raw. And, and this is what I was seeing. Cause I'm a visual person. Most people, when they see the woman, they look at our face, our lip, they looking at our breast. They want to know about our butt. They want to know all of these different things. But I said, we have a womb. Mm -hmm. God gave us a womb. We have this inner private part, this production, this place of producing that God has creatively made us intentional as mm -hmm. womb. Yes. And we get to carry so much and I could go on and on and on, but I want you to share any womb story, <laughs> any right. womb story that you oh, man. And, and as I stated, we're to, dive in. <laughs> that's it. As I stated to you when you sent me the topic, I chuckled a little because God had me in my quiet time with him, which is every morning. It's like he was talking to me about the womb. And for many, like you said, we carry. And I carried so much in my womb, even after birthing out children. I still carried my past in my womb. I still carried rejection in my womb. So I was birthing babies and birthing rejection and birthing shame out of my womb into the world, not able to navigate it because everything I birthed came from a rejected place. I was rejected from my mother's womb. Now the Lord placed me in her womb because he had purpose, but I didn't know what purpose was. So when I came out, rejection was already stamped to my back. And so even in that, I walked around rejected, hopeless, um, depleted, defeated. Even as a little girl, my dad didn't give me his last name. So I walked around unsure of who I was, false identity. So my womb experience was not one of, yeah, I'm going to have this baby. It's exciting. And like you see on the Cosby show, I didn't have that womb Come experience. On. And that womb experience, what we don't realize sometimes as women is the way we carry our babies in the womb is determines the level of the wounds that they have in their lives. And mm. so my womb experience called me to have battle scars even before I knew I was bad. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. You have, you have opened up a conversation. <laughs> my God, hey, because I love what you said that from the beginning of the womb, which started out in the formation of rejection, we didn't realize that we would carry that and reproduce it over and over again. So, so, so is, is it safe to say, Crystal, that many things that women are birthing, that they are that they feel, um, they still don't feel complete. They still don't feel whole. They still don't feel uh, sufficient. They still, it is because they're still birthing 
uh, something out of rejection, birthing something out of pain. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, like mm -hmm. the womb is, is, is that, and I'm saying that because somebody's listening right now and they're like, man, I never thought about that. You know, mm -hmm. I'm thinking I'm unhappy on what I'm doing because of this person or that person, but I never thought about what is really going in on on the inside of me that is now reproducing itself on the outside of me amen because if you look at life and procreation as a whole everything starts as a seed so yes. it's already rooted and grounded in something right and so the thing that you see in your life that continues to be perpetual and things i keep doing and keep doing and i get the same results somebody will say that's the definition of an idiot i would say that's the definition of somebody that hasn't identified the root of the problem where this what happened what seed was planted throughout your life what seed um was planted in your mother's womb that you took on because we're inside her and um, um the sack we're inside we're receiving all the nourishment from her so if she angry she evil she all of those things you're drinking and you're eating of those things and at what point in life do you decide to detox from the things that were in the womb that you took on that you knew not of and that you couldn't say no I don't want that I don't you know like little kids say I don't like um broccoli I just like we didn't get to do that in the womb and the womb is where the most of the hurts and the things started especially for me because my father rejected my mother and in turn rejected me and because I couldn't make him want her enough she rejected me from the inside you about to you about to make me cry and and here's the reason being um you and I connected by spirit on clubhouse mm -hmm. and one of the things that we both could relate to was a portion a story none of them are ever the same of suicide I remember mm -hmm. that but right now you just hit something because my daddy rejected me because he couldn't have my mama. I mean, he literally, and, and, and because he couldn't have my mama, he didn't want me. And it took me a long time. And that's just what we don't understand that we, like you said, we deal with the surface stuff, but we never dig deep. I thank God that my mother was a very strong woman. And one thing that got me through is she always spoke life unto me. And she she would literally tell me, you you are not a mistake. You are not mm -hmm. like, like we we wanted you. And yes, your daddy wanted me very, very bad, but but his his temperament, his all of these different things. And so I love that you're saying that. And here's the reason because somebody's listening and and, and saying let, let me back up. You said something. You said in the womb, people are, um, we don't realize what we're eating. Mm -hmm. We're feeding what we're carrying. That's what, that's what I, that's what I heard. And so I want the women of God to hear this. You're not just a one man, you are a womb. So be careful of what you are ingesting that is now digesting because you are not just walking around. You are a carrier. You are carrying something, whether you are going to have a natural child or not, you still are a woman. You still are a womb. And there's going to be an offspring through your life, through your circumstance, through your situation. And we got to be careful on what we feed. Good God. <laughs> you said it. You Lord. said it. You said it. Yes. And, and that has just been my story. So that is the birthing of so many of the things that I'm dealing with now. It took God to take me back and give me a womb experience to allow me to write in my upcoming book, Fragile Freedom, where I was fragile and thought I was free, but even after I came out, I was still bound. And so he still, he's, he showed me how I had to go back to the exact womb spot. But then he also told me, but Crystal, that was the womb I chose for you because I was building you up even in the womb. And I was building you for war even in the womb. <laughs> Let me tell you something. And so when he took me back, he said, I have to see, let you see where I planted you. But I had to let you see all that went on around you. I mean, I came from a project where people died. I actually had a man shoot another man in his head 
his brain matter on my face. I've seen people die left and right. And he said, but I kept you even in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death. You were never afraid. And because of that, I can use you now to help other women understand what they carry. So when we're looking at our children and saying, I don't understand what's going on with them, check your womb. Make sure that you can say, Lord, was my womb clean? Was there something inside of my womb that I, you know, we like to say is their daddy. They act just like their daddy, but it's something that you carry because see, daddy only placed them there. You carry them the, the mile, right? And so we want to make sure that you didn't drop them along the way. And when you was mad at their dad, you didn't drop them along the way because people talked about you because you was pregnant early or because you, um, you know, was a young mother, a single mother or whatever. People talked about you and you start to digest that thing. and You forgot to throw that thing up and that, let it go. You carried it around angry. Now your children walking around acting like your womb. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I... Listen, it's okay for all of my podcast listeners. I know you had to push pause. Somebody had to push pause right now and do a shout, had to stop and say, wait a minute. I need to detox. You said detox my womb. Mm -hmm. I heard that earlier. You know, you said the man puts it in. And I always say this metaphor, men are ejectors. We are receptors. Mm -hmm. This is why we have to be so careful as women, so careful as wombs, because God created us to carry. He created us to produce. He created us to birth. And I think that so many times we minimize ourselves in the fullness of what God created, you know, Crystal, because we, we get caught up with just the outward and and like you said we'll look and we so caught up with the outward and all the different stuff or, or or if even if we don't do that we'll get mad at the womb we in but you said something because i was going to ask you how did you how did you get past that but you already said it you said god took you back to your womb experience but then he also ministered to you that this is the womb that i chose for you because i've heard people say like well i just you know my life and all i've had to go through and this and that and i say to myself you're not the only one that's had to go through something that that if you could find if you could find the, the relationship with Christ that he wants you to have, he will show you that there was nothing ever in vain that I allowed you to go through because mm -hmm. I was working out something greater on what I was bringing you to. Right. And so we often, you often hear people quote, um, it all works together for our good, but do you really live that? Because if you really live that and you really stand on that moral of God, that 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 word of God that can't return void, then you have to understand even your childhood is working for you now. And so it wasn't until I was in a place of true brokenness. And so how did I become this hope restorer? Why did God choose to ordain me as a minister? Because I haven't gone to theology school. But God said, Crystal, your experience is going to bring the exposure that I need. Because see, I need people to see the realness of who I am. I need them to see Jesus in you. You don't have to know all 66 books. You don't have to know all the verses because there's some people that spit in verses but don't live my life. Come you know what on. I'm saying? He said, I don't live me out loud. He said, but Crystal, I have battle tested you. I know you'll live me out loud. The place you came from, from your womb um, and from your childhood, you, were, you are battle ready. I handpicked you. I knew your father was going to be a drug addict from an engineer to a drug addict. I knew your mother was not going to pay you much attention because you were reminded her that your father rejected her. I knew those things were going to happen, but I gave you, the, I allowed you to go through that and kept you protected in the midst of it. I knew you would be a teenage mother because you were looking for love and you was trying, that wound hurt was still a wound. It was a cut. It was a stab. It was a yeah, yeah, shot yeah. in the heart. It was all of those things. So you keep having babies trying to fill that void. But what you don't realize is the void is still in the womb because you still attached to the umbilical cord Although it is cut, because you're still trying to find life in the people that brought you to the earth. Listen, I, I just want to throw my shoe at you. <laughs> I, I say that literally because 
in my spirit, man, in my ear, in my everything, your very words is healing somebody right now. Amen. Somebody is saying, man, you just gave language mm -hmm. to what I have been feeling, what I've been trying to figure out. And, and I love it because it culminates into you being a transitional coach that, that like you said, my life experience, I don't get to hide it. I have to expose it. I have to expand it. And that's why I knew your voice was vital to so many people, because even though we walk around and we see our sister friends, we see our Queens, we see the women, but we also see the wounded wounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We also, we, we see it when they speak. We see it when they shrink. We see it when they, uh, you, you know, we, we, we see it. Right. And, 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 and our story gets to tell them that God is still yet able. And I love that fact that you said many quote Romans 8 and 28, that all things are working together for the good of them that love the Lord, right? Been called according to his purpose and his plan. But you're gonna have to walk that out because because that 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 is we we this is what we do as saints. Scriptures are great, they're wonderful, they're powerful, they're supposed to be, they're the word of God but we never allow them to uh, to really to really work in our life. We just gurgitate what we heard, but we haven't received what he said. We don't get it to work. Like, like how it's working in my life may not be the same way it's working in your life, but it's working. But it's working. Right? But it's yeah. working. And, and, yeah. and, and we have to take that on. And, and so I, I have a few questions I have to ask you. Okay. And, and that's because you have so much. Um, and let me say this. We can't wait till your book come out. <laughs> if your book is going to be like how you talking and we get to read those words, highlight them, crease the page, download it on our um, iPads, do whatever we need to do. This is... This is already sold out. This is already necessary for um for conferences for dip for um for private. Mm -hmm. I mean, I see getting. I see I getting. Receive it, Lord. I receive yes, getting. I is it gonna be out before July? Mm -hmm. yes, okay, because I have my Queendomship conference coming up, and I just I just needed to know because my my my. So so listen, when we're talking about the wombs, I have a twenty four year old daughter. Okay. I have daughter in loves that are in the early stage of motherhood. And um with as as my age group, they're 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 younger than me, of course, because they're they're daughters. But how can we as women, as wombs, help the younger women mm -hmm. that are about to embark on some of the places um that you and I have chartered on? How how can we help them? Um, I'm glad you asked that because that is truly where beautiful exchange was birthed from. God has truly given me beautiful ashes, which is the foundation of scripture of Isaiah 61 and three. Um, and how we can help them. There are many ways. One is uh, we can be transparent like we're doing today. Tell them, sis, tell them the truth. Tell them your truth. Share with them that, hey, I, I, I look good now, but there was a time when I was a mess. There was a time when I didn't get out my bed. There was a time when I was depressed. There was a time I was chasing stuff that was when stuff was chasing me. It, mm -hmm. There was a time. Um, two, we can stop judging them. Stop looking, acting like we've been saved all our lives and we ain't never did nothing wrong. We never thought a wrong thing. And three, we can offer a safe space for them to yes. be their authentic self, for them to uh -huh. tell their authentic truth. And we can love them from a place of uh, compassion, um, empathy, and just grace. Um, ironically, as women of God and women that, you know, are of age, some of us, you know, still seeking God, but we may be of an age where we feel like because I've lived, I get to judge. But when I always tell my aunts who are of a certain age when they when they talking about the young women in our family, and I say, you know, when you were coming up, they they didn't they thought that women shouldn't wear pants, they didn't like your bell bottoms. It was a different type of what people came and get you about. But you didn't like that feeling. And how dare we think we are graced enough in our own righteous, self-righteous 
yourself to judge somebody else now when we know what that felt like. And if you didn't like it then, do not not let the visceral and the venom of life and what you wish somebody had said to you make you treat somebody else the same. Won't you say to the queen, the, tell them sis um, podcast listeners, won't you tell that sister, hey, I see you. I see you with your multiple kids. I just want to help you. What can I do? Um, can I listen to you? Can I come over and bring some snacks? Where do you live? When you see her walking with the short shorts, instead of talking about her, won't you walk past and say, hey, queen, how are you? you today you look beautiful even if that's not necessarily the truth on the outside we don't know where her brokenness is on the inside so just be transparent with them tell them you're honest to god true don't tell them the the one with the lashes and the lips and the face beat to the gods tell them that god brought you out of a place tell them that you really were stank uh you know what i'm saying tell them yes. you worship and that you were broken and you were seeking attention. Tell them if you got raped. Tell them if somebody molested you. Tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth because that is the thing that sets you free and Jesus is the truth. My, 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 my. Listen, you said something. You, you said a mouthful, but you said, what place are we loving them from? Mm -hmm. That to me really, really, just stuck in and I'm and I really want our listeners to hear this because our mission in our ministry is love the people and lead them to Christ love that but you just said something different that love yes we're loving them but from what place you yes. you can't if you loving them from pain from messiness from judgment then your love is just as toxic as anything else, because the place in which you're loving them from is, is, is now positioning them to be worse off than what they were. Your love should come from a pure place yes. from a good place. You know, I was talking to my daughter and I'm so glad you said this. We, we talk every single day. I talk to her, talk to my mom. And one of the things I told my husband is that a lot of times we want to teach people teach our children from our victories. Mm -hmm. I said, but our mm -hmm. victories can be seen. I said, what can't be seen are our failures or our mistakes. And I remember one time we were in our restaurant and the Lord said, teach your children as adults from every place of mistake you made. Because a lot of times those mm -hmm. were hidden. A lot of times they didn't see that because you were training up children and you wanted to keep the house functioning. He said, but some things that they are going through, he says, you have to make sure that you are transparent to let them know. And then my daughter said something. She said this just this morning, Crystal. She said, mom, the difference, because we always talk about generational gaps, transition, because my mom's in her seventies, I'm in fifties, my daughter's in her twenties, right? So you got these three generations that are totally different. Right. And, but my, my daughter said something. She said, what I do know, she said from just from my uh, Gen Z and the ones that we are with, she said, if we going through something, she said, we not hiding it. She said, she said, we are not hiding it. She said, and we going to fight with that thing until it's gone. And I said, I'm so glad you said that. I said, cause our generation, they hit it all. Hit it all. Mm -hmm. I, I was like, they hit it. And she was like, no, she was like, that's what I hate. She's like, they, they hit it all. And I, I said, but it's dangerous because the thing you are trying to hide, I said, it festers back up over time. And she said, my, my group with my, um, you know, my peers, my church group, she's like, if we going through something, she's like, I don't care if it's porn if it's a, a she's like we not gonna hide that thing she said and we gonna fight until that thing is broken so when i said how can we help mm -hmm. these wounds and use the the key word for the summation of it all is we have to be transparent that's it that's it because only through transparency are we healed um and like you said about love what lens of love are you working from how do you see them? Are you trying to love them from a place of 
when I was young, I wish somebody had said this to me. Or And so I'm going to love you from the place I wish somebody had helped me in. And so you're still dragging them down because you're still living your life vicariously through them and trying to get over your hurts. And now you're just pressing them even the more. Or are you sitting back and saying, Lord, is this my space? Even if they're your own children, God may say, well, I, you're not ready. You're not healed enough in that area to pour or to push um, because your push is going to sound like anger or nagging. So I'm going to um, allow some somebody else to do it and are you going to be offended because they said they listened to the neighbor across the street but the neighbor had the seed or the nugget or the water that God wanted to plant or pour from because he knew that you still needed a little bit of rinsing because remember you need detoxing so he was still detoxing you in the area and he didn't want no poisonous seed no fertilizer to get over there and and mess up what was organic okay and so it's just <laughs> what lens of love are you using to look at that sister to, to look at the generation gap and say, hey, you know, yes, it was taboo to talk about sex at the table, but HIV wasn't prevalent back then either. Right, it was so right. much going on. And so now we need to have a different conversation. Yes, now I need to allow my children to say, hey, mom, this is what's going on around me because school shootings are high. Mental health is top notch right now. So yeah. how do I allow them to live in their space that we are in today and utilize some of the tools and tactics and things I had to overcome to make sure that they feel safe and secure enough to come and talk to me so that the streets that's talking don't get their ear, but I have their ear and their heart. That's what um, we be missing yes, sometimes. Yes, yes. What yeah. space am I loving from? Mm -hmm. Am I being authentic Am I being transparent? Am mm. I allowing my womb to be seen so that I can make sure that I help others? You, you said so much. And I know as with adult children, mm. I have had to keep my mouth shut. And I have, thank God for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has said, you can't say that. Because that sounds like X, Y, or Z. You mm -hmm. cannot, you, you cannot try to, I always tell the story when my son had gotten, was getting their first car, everything in me wanted to say, you're getting a Mercedes for your first car, da, 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 da. And God said, shut up. Mm -hmm. Literally said, shut up. He was like, they not where you, they're not where you were financially at that age you know what i'm saying like right, we'll right. do little stuff we'll try to suppress like you said even our children because we because that's not where we started but we always say we want our children to do more but then when they start doing more we seem to have a problem with stuff and so i mm -hmm. just love the fact that you are sharing your womb a portion of it and i love that because that means y'all need to get the book Yes. Right. This is just, this is just, if you are enjoying this conversation, this is just a snippet of, um, of, of, of the intimacy that's going to be inside of the book. And so one thing I know, um, Crystal, I always say that I'm a graduate from MT school. My mistakes have taught me and my tears have trained me. And, um, if you could just, and I know you have many lessons, but if you could think of a lesson that you have learned that you would love to share with our listeners, what, just give me one lesson maybe that you have learned that you would love to share with our listeners, or if you have several. Well, I'll share one. Um, one is that um, it's okay to start over. Um, and I say that because I was, um, this scholastic kid, very smart, excelled in everything, took ballet, dance, jazz, tap, but in that search for love, took some wrong turns, made some wrong choices, had children rather earlier than God that I would have liked, right, based on um, my upbringing. And um, I thought I lost it all. Um, but God just because he's the father of time, he's outside of time. He just said, we'll do that at a later time. I still forgive you. And it's, um, I failed at a first marriage. I failed at a couple of things. And 
each of those milestones, I thought, well, this is the bring, this is over, there's nothing else I can do. But he also always offered me a glimmer of hope. He always said, Christopher, there's more. You can get up and dust your knees off. Yeah, you got some scrapes and some scrubs, but let us let me bandage those things up for you. Let me help you heal from that wound um, so that you can be a better version of you for the next, yes. because there will be a next. And so that's what I would say, that, that you can always do it again, try it again. And failure is a part of the process, not as much as, um, you know, folks be like, oh, failure is a part of the process. It's cliche-ish as it sounds. But in order for you to become the best version of who you are, you have to try some things. And everything is not designed to work. Most things are designed to work you so that you can work your faith so that you can be who you was created to be. Everything is not designed to work. It's designed to work you. That right there, woman of God, is a <laughs> lesson within itself. And I just say that because we be we, we are so hard on ourselves when mm -hmm. something doesn't work. But we yeah. never stop and say, maybe this wasn't supposed to work, but it is working. It's working for me. It's working for those that were involved. It's working on how it has matured me, advanced me, how it has allowed me to have a warring mentality, how it has showed me that being an overcomer is a part of my DNA. It, it is working for me. Oh, I love, I tell you, I love lessons because they, they are the, they are the thread that weaves our fabric of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, that's, that's what they are. And sometimes you feel like one little thread is falling out and you are just going to unravel, mm -hmm. but God says, uh-uh, just clip that off. You good. Mm -hmm. Just keep moving on. So I hope, I hope somebody really, really grabs that, that no matter where you are in life, no matter um, how many mistakes you feel like you have made, how many wrong choices you feel like you have um, have leaned into, have succumbed to, whatever it might be, there is always going to be a next. And our God, he controls time. He is time. He is beyond it. And <laughs> I don't want you all to miss that. I, I really yeah. want you to grab a hold of that. Now, Crystal, I have more questions, but is there anything specific that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, I, I, I'm just, I'm excited about our time. I'm, I'm just, I'm just loving our time together. <laughs> I am as well. Um, um, something I that, something that you just said that I really wanted to add to, because I heard the Holy Spirit say that there is a difference between a mistake and a misstep. Missteps are when you're walking with God and sometimes you may look the wrong way and you, you know, step on a little crack or something and you kind of twist your arm, but you're still going the same way. Mistakes is when you turn direct specifically away from God and decide you're going to do it on your own, which is a mistake within itself, right? But mistake is a mistake. I took God for granted. I took the wrong turn. I took something else. I took, um, you know, life for granted. I thought I had time, all of those things. That's a mistake. But a misstep is simply, okay, well, let me get back up or let me turn around or let me, you know, stand back strong on my ankles and my feet and move forward. Either way, though, you still get to make the choice to turn around and say, hey, God, I tried this thing and it was a mistake. I mistook what you said. I mistook my gift. I mistook the grace. I mistook the time. I thought that it was now you was just showing it to me, but you wasn't ready for me to put it out there. And But I made a couple of missteps as well, Lord. I heard you and I went running. I opened my mouth. I shared something that I shouldn't have. I did this. And I, I was mad at you about it. So I took it out on the world. And then in his love and kindness, he just yes. allowed us to just come right back. And what I love about it is just like the prodigal son, when he sees us afar off, whether it was a mistake or a misstep, he comes running to us and then he gives us the best of everything yet again. He forgets that thing that you made that mistake and that you made that choice because he allows us to make choices and um, not run out of chances. I love the fact that we get to make a choice, but the chance to turn around is always there. Um, and then I just would like to say that there's hope for tomorrow. He says, hope, faith, faith, hope, and love. Love is the greatest of all of those things. But when you don't have hope, you don't exercise your faith. And when there's no faith, there's no love. And when there's no hope, faith, or love, then you're just 
hear existing ex- instead of living out loud what God has called you to do. Mm, I'm not even getting ready to touch that. <laughs> Listen, you, I, 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 I'm not because someone is saturating in that because I am. I will say when you said misstep, I was thinking about dancing. Okay. <laughs> and I'm from Kansas City. And um every every region has that, you know, Chicago does the um Chicago step, the slide of this. Kansas City does something what we call two-step. California does cha-cha. And in two-step is just what it is. It's a two-step. And even if you get off step, mm-hmm. nobody really knows you off step because you know the two step. And all you have to do is, is, is get right back in step. And because you are moving, oh shit, because you're moving with your partner, now your partner is leading. In, those that are around, you you know you got off step. Your partner knows you got off step. And I keep thinking about just God being, being God and who he is and the grace that you talked about and the hope that you talked about that we can get off step. But because he's leading, he says he just turns you around and he and he and he gracefully puts you back into the dance with him. And you just start back stepping all over again. And nobody around knows. But I love it because a good part. Partner, I was just thinking about two-stepping with my husband. They kind of grab you and they embrace you and they do a double step like a slow dance and they they hold you real close in, in, in that piece because it's more so like, I, I, I know you messed up, but let me turn you and grab you close to me and we just gonna, we just gonna dance. We just gonna, we just gonna groove in this part and just help you get your step back together and we'll, and then I'll push you back and we'll go right back into the two-step. Lord, you listen <laughs> you may misstep it's a difference between mistake and even if you made a mistake that looks like a misstep god is still yet leading and he loves oh aren't you glad that god loves us like that yes i am i tell you honey you have to get the book but when i tell you some of the things i was like lord you can't love me past that right there oh lord that was the greatest in the state because i was looking at myself from the lens of the world and not the lens of his word which he is the word and so i wasn't looking at myself um even though i grew up in the church i grew up churched but i didn't understand that i was the church and so i had to be detoxed from even those mentalities and some of the things that i learned how to play church how to look ill how to look like i was together and broken on the inside and because there were so many facades i had to get down to my natural face and find out who i really was and um i love the fact that even in that, God told me, he said, I, you know, I cried out to God and I was like, but God, I've been rejected. I've been, you know, in my first marriage betrayed in so many different ways. But God said all of that. I allow because there are women assigned to your voice and I need them to know the rawness and the realness and know you didn't get your father's name because I gave you mine and I want to use you to do things in the earth that I didn't want nobody else's name to get the credit. And so um, sis. He said, name to get the credit. And so he has really walked me through the womb and the wounds that I lit and I kept using and I manipulated the situations with and I allowed them to make me a victim instead of a victor. I allowed them to make me weak in places. I allowed them to go before me and speak on my behalf. And then he said, no, you have a voice much deeper than that. You've come from cancer. You've come from a stroke. You come from all of these things. You are truly an overcomer. And somebody needs to know that there is hope in the midst of it all. And I have sent you to be the hope restorer and offer hope to all. And so that is my mission to do just what he called me to do. Well, I tell you what, (laughs) the process, the missteps, the mistakes, Mm. um, the rejection, we can say, we are grateful 
for whatever you had to go through because we get to have the crystal, the restorer, crystal, the hope pusher, crystal, the transitional coach, the speaker, the mother, the wife, the caregiver. We get to have that. We didn't go through what you had to go through. We just get to be a benefactor of what mm -hmm. God processed you through. And this is where, to me, the celebration of woman comes out. I'm not just celebrating Crystal because I'm celebrating that we get to be a part of a, a, a world changer, a history maker, a mm. prophet, prophetic voice of this time. We're not looking for the title of the crystal. We're not looking for the stage of the crystal. Every day is crystal stage. We are looking that we get to hear. We get to get a piece of, if only one, if, if one person listens to this and they only heard you one time, that's okay. Because your voice, your story, your message, your your um your passion is going to cause them to create a new direction for their life. They're going to want to know who Christ is. They're going to want to know that hope is available for them too. That's it. That's they don't have to know my name. They don't have to listen. know Christ, but I need them to know Christ. Because he is truly the hope and glory. You understand me? Listen. And I'm so thankful that he decided to name me after him. So whatever he decides to do with, with Crystal, may Christ always be the one that shines forth. Even when I can't speak, may my life and my light speak for him. And so that's that's my that's my prayer every day. You are you have blessed me <laughs> sitting with you at the table, just just talking with you right now. It, it makes me smile because you know how it is when you starting something, you doing something, you have, you, you're fully persuaded that God said it, but then you have to quiet the voices that say, you, maybe you shouldn't call it that. Maybe you shouldn't do this. Maybe, like it's always those things, but I thank God for the Holy spirit. And I say that because tell them sis is, I tell people all the time. And I will always tell my story that was the title of the eulogy for my brother's home going. Mm, this mm. is why I said, what else do you want me to do? And he, he loved to hear me, hear me preach crystal. And he would, and, and literally when I knew I had to minister his eulogy, he said, tell him, sis, I, I, if nobody else is going to tell them the raw, the truth, the, the sometime dirty, the stuff people, I know you will. And so that's what this podcast is about. It's not mm -hmm. um, trying to use something fancy just to get likes or things. It is it is the a part of the mandate that I have been given that there are people who have a voice, who have stories, who have different things, and things need to be told, whether you like it or not. On this podcast. <laughs> is real people, real conversation. And I love the fact because people are asking me and I tell them, no, we don't do scripted. We just, this is us and people need to hear that. And so I just want to tell you, thank you for your transparency. Thank yeah. you for the love that you have for God and for his people. Yeah. Thank you for just hearing the Holy Spirit to pause in your life to go back to your womb experience that you may birth much from your life. You. And um, I, I just, and, and I know our time, but I, I hope we can have you back again as a, as a, as a, as a guest at the table. And um, maybe we'll have you back once your book is uh, produced and um, ready to go. But um I will say, is your book going to be on Amazon? It will. Okay. And so listen, listeners, the book is not out yet, but you have her name. You see it. 
write this name down. Remember this name. When our book comes out, I'm going to make sure that I share it with, um, with, with those who, who are following, those who are engaging, because we need to get this book when it comes out. Because if you have enjoyed this conversation, and trust me, she did not come on to promote her book. Listen, but why wouldn't she promote what she's doing? Okay. So I don't want you to, to, and, and it really don't matter what you think, <laughs> so, but, but we, <laughs> as, okay. Because as women, if we have something, we're going to promote it. We're going to push it. We're going to support it. And I'm just saying you all only got a snippet of this voice who I know has value can you imagine now if you get to read the sound that you're hearing because words are powerful, you're going to get a chance now to, to read the depth of her testimony and, and the, in the, in the coming and the overcoming and be able to get hope in, in, in the message, hope in, in the words. And, and now we can put a voice with it, a sound with it. I'm so excited, Crystal. I'm, I'm so excited about what God's doing in your life. Me too. I'm excited about it too, Pastor Mike. I thank you so much for hearing the voice of God and extending the invitation to come and sit and chat and share about God and share about his goodness and share about the triumphs and the trials and the tribulations, but ultimately the triumphs of just walking out um, God's word, walking out his mandate on our lives. I tell you, and I'll say to your listeners, sis, it wasn't, it wasn't easy getting here. There were some hard moments. There were some harsh moments. There were some moments of um, that rejection saying, people don't want to hear that everybody has a story, but God said they don't have your story. Um, and so I had to get to a place um, last, what is this, 2023 and 2021, I went to a prophetic conference. And while there, the Lord said, you will be unmasked and unmuted. I don't care about the mask mandate, take yours off. You're going to tell people the story of not just the song of how you made it over. You're going to walk out made over before man and everybody that came up against you. I shall let them see the table is already set and prepared. I need you to put on your best and show up at the table. And so I am just showing up at the table. And so um, I just pray that my voice blesses someone. I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, after my stroke, my voice changed, my octave changed. And I was like, I don't even like to hear myself speak. I don't like to hear this because it became raspier. But God said, that is the voice I always had. I just had to get the other one out of the way. And so that one was turned out. <laughs> rejected that was was full of shame but this voice here is powerful it roars in the heavens and it breaks hell up and so i am excited to be the disruptor of hell in the lives of the women that god has called me to i am excited about how god is shaking loose hell so people and heaven's blessings can fall and flow and so i'm just excited about what god is doing and i'm i'm elated about the things that he says he'll have me to do because i trust him with it all and I'm so glad that I can trust you with my truth. And I pray that one sister hears my voice and something about that, what God and the Holy Spirit spoke, sh um, shakes their the foundational core of who they are. It goes to their womb and loosens everything that bounds them so that the wounds on the outside heal well so that God can use them mightily. That is my hope in this podcast today. And I'm excited about what God is going to do next for you and your listeners. So God bless you all. Oh, God bless you. Thank you so much. Well, you heard it all right here. I pray that if you're just stopping by and you just happen to pick us up, please subscribe to this podcast. You can catch us on all of uh, the po uh, podcast platforms from Google to Amazon to any of those things. Please just like it. Tell a good sister friend about it and let them know that there is a message with the woman and the womb that is going to bless their life. Thank you so much. And I cannot wait to get back to the table and see what God is doing. God bless you, woman of God. Amen. Tell them to follow me as well. I'm 
you can follow me on all platforms that I am Crystal C. Davis because that's yes. I yes, yes, yes. And I that was one of my questions. Where can they where can they follow you? And I got so excited with everything. So yes. say that again one more time so that they can make sure they follow you on Instagram, follow you on Facebook. Facebook at yes. I am Crystal C. Davis. Yes, I am Crystal C. Davis. Make sure you all write that down. Go um, look her up on Instagram. Look her up on Facebook because we want to know and be ready when that book drops. God bless you all. God bless you.